1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And I should also add award-winning Asif. Congratulations. Tell us all about it. Thank you Tina. Hello everyone. Uh
2: Remax Prime Properties was honored to receive the Rookie of the Year award this year at the broker owner meetings in Muskoka. And uh what that means is we're we're a new brokerage and uh we won the award for being the best new brokerage uh, out there for uh, Remax Ontario Atlantic this Well,
1: year. I know I know you're the best, but what does it mean to be the best among your peers? How do you how do you qualify? How do you get that?
2: you know it's uh, it's taking into consideration uh, the systems that we offer our office layout our the decor it um uh, the num- number of agents that have come over and the quality of agents that have come over and uh, altogether you know this is it it's a it really is a group award it's a team award because without our agents i mean we brag that we have the best of the best uh, in in Markham at our office, and uh, it really does allow for us to, to have that special culture in the office place where everyone's contributing and helping, and, and we have some very smart agents in our office, which we're very proud of.
1: So what's the secret? Because I think that sometimes when you're trying to build a team, it's, it's difficult sometimes to get all the pieces and all the people that fit together. What was the secret to building your award-winning team?
2: Culture, and I I cannot stress that enough. Uh, We've turned away probably more agents than we've hired because we want to maintain that culture. That's that's an integral part of our operation.
1: What does that mean? It means
2: that, uh, you know, the people that come on board, we want them to... To toe the line, to to be exactly who we are and want to be. We want to be in the community. We want to give back. We want to be the most educated agents out there. Attend all the conferences that we can. And uh, it comes down to the agents that we are attracting being exactly who we want Remax Prime Properties to be.
1: So it's about always um, developing and growing your talent, right? That's correct. It, there's, there's not a day
2: where you cannot go out and learn something new. The industry is changing at a rapid pace, technology is changing at a rapid pace and we want to lead the way, we want to be on the cutting edge and we want our clients to benefit from everything that we're doing for them.
1: Well, congratulations once again and speaking of new, we've got new numbers from the Toronto Real Estate Board. Um, what are we looking at now?
2: You know, there's uh, there's some good news out there for sellers and buyers. I mean, sales have been down year over year, and what you saw between uh, the September and October is October sales were 12% higher than September sales. Now, they're usually they usually are because September's a quiet month, but for to be a 12% increase, the confidence is back in the market, which is great. And, and this is what we've been saying all along, Tina. It's you know don't panic, even though sales are down year over year. last year was a banner year and and it hit numbers that had never been seen on the real estate board before, so even if the rest of our year is just average, we are still going to end up you know maybe second best or third best years ever on the Toronto real estate board, and it all evens out at the end so That's what we're seeing. Uh, November has started off on fire. Really? Vaughn seems to be the hottest place in the region right now. 73 sales in the first seven days of November, which is unreal. Uh, Markham's in second place with 57 deals in the first seven days. So you're seeing that consumer confidence. uh, As we talked about last week's show, people want to buy and sell before January 1st because of the uncertainty. And you're starting to see that happen right now.
1: So you're talking about the new mortgage rules that come in January 1st, right? That's right, yes,
2: with the the stress test being applied to everybody and uh, you're starting to see people jump in, you're you're probably seeing a lot more sold signs in your neighborhood right now mm-hmm. and people coming on the market as well, but it's great to see confidence return to the market.
1: You talk about last year and how it was such a spectacular unusual year, And this year, while it's not going to meet those targets, it's still going to be a a
2: successful
1: year, right?
2: It is. And, you know, if uh, anyone would have said, you know, you're going to hit about 93,000 sales for the year, I think anyone on the Toronto uh, Real Estate Board would say, well, that's a great year. Now, what changes that is the year that we had last year. And you've got, you know, 113-odd thousand properties selling in a year. That really does change the game and you know we have to we have to look at that and say all right that was a banner year it's not going to be the norm you're going to have those fluctuations you're going to have really bad years really good years
1: you think we're going to see that again
2: i think you will you you will because of the the demand that's out there so you know as more and more people get into home ownership you're going to start to see those return maybe in a few years but you know for for this to be one of the top 5 years. If you think about everything that's happened since the government stepped in in April to the interest rate hikes. We had two interest rate hikes this yeah. year and uh you know all the talk about the stress test and talk about bubbles and things like that. There was a lot of negativity and and to be one of the top 5 years or top 3 years overall on the Toronto Real Estate Board even with all that, it's been a phenomenal year.
1: And how do you think the end of the year is going to go? Do we not see a traditionally a slowdown come December? Do you think that's going to happen?
2: Right now, uh, the feeling out there is spring market feeling. I mean, it's very active out there. And I think we're going to see some of the declines over, you know, the spring and summer be addressed right now. So I think we're going to finish the year fairly strong. And and even if we end up average and and just meet the numbers that we did last November and December, then this is going to be our second best year ever.
1: Unbelievable. Okay, when we come back, rental property management, the do's and don'ts you don't want to miss. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. 105.9 You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager, Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, let's talk about the rental market a bit. How big is it? You know, Tina,
2: the rental market is fairly significant in Canada, about 30% of Canadians rent. And, you know, the... The average rent right now in Toronto is hitting about two thousand uh, dollars per month. Uh, you know, comparatively, Vancouver is at eighteen hundred dollars. Those are two largest markets, and you, know, you see that because you know it it has to do with how much demand there. Is. So immigrants arriving into the the country, you know, they're heading to Vancouver and Toronto. So you're, you're going to see those two markets uh, have higher uh, rental. Uh, or lower rental vacancies and higher rental rates. Uh we have Sharif Natu with Condo Management Group. Sharif, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, I thanks for having me here.
2: Sharif, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about what you see in your management role. Uh you know, when you're managing, I believe you manage uh rental condos for your investor clients and other people that own properties.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, so we 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 manage rental properties in the GTA uh from condos, houses and triplexes and we find that every time uh, we put a property up for rent, we have multiple amounts of applications. And especially in the condo market, uh, there's a lot more people looking to rent, and uh, we find that you know a good percentage of people coming into the city are immigrants from other countries. Uh, they're they're starting their lives over here, uh, and they are coming with funds ready to buy as well, but they want to start renting first. So. Uh, we see huge demand in, in an act for rental properties.
1: And is there a quick turnaround or, or are they in there for a long period of time?
3: So, you know, on average, we see that the tenants are staying over 18 months. Uh, we do have uh, some tenants that have stayed, uh, you know, for the last five, seven years. Uh, I think one of our properties, we've had a tenant there for about 10 years now.
2: Wow, that's that's amazing. Now, when you, someone once told me, it's actually harder to apply for a rental and be approved than it is to get a mortgage. Do you guys do a lot of screening, and what do you look for?
3: Yeah, so I said actually we have a very thorough screening process, and we we need to do that just because the way the laws are defined in Ontario specifically. So we go through requesting an application form. And on the application form, we're looking for their information, uh, name, phone numbers, last, previous address they've lived in or current address they're living in. We, we look for some references. Uh, there are some softwares out there that allow to do a, uh, a social um, review of their Facebook and LinkedIn pages. And then we want to go through their job letters and confirm their income. And uh, through our practice, we've noticed that there's a lot of uh, fake job letters that that come across so we ask for pay stubs and then we have to we go through the pay stubs and we check to see uh, what they're netting in terms of income because we don't want to uh, commit a tenant, tenant to a property where they can't afford to rent so we've seen some situations where they're look allocating 70 percent of their income towards rent and uh, that's a big no-no uh, that's that's a huge cause for failure in terms of renting so we look through with job letters uh, and then we also asked them to provide us a copy of their, our, their credit report so we can see their trends in financing and see if they uh, have any delinquencies in their finances as well. So um, by the time we're done and by the time we're done preparing the lease, we've probably spent about 80 pages on copies.
1: And so why do you think that the rental market or renting a, a condo is such a good option for so many people?
3: A lot of people don't have the funds to buy a property, so and, and or they've allocated their funds in different finances. So if you speak to, for example, investment bankers, they're not they're not into real estate. They want to rent only until they have a large sum of money, and then they'll buy a house in cash. So you have that cohort. Then you have people in general who just don't have the down payment to afford a property. And with pri- property prices increasing significantly in, in the York Region GTA areas they cannot get into the housing market really quickly. So they start with renting. And, you know, we have two types of rentals: We have apartment building rentals, and then we have condominium lifestyle rental and and, um, freehold or residential properties. And the truth is that if somebody wants to buy a property and they have a $40,000 income and that's their total household income, they're gonna go into an apartment building lifestyle, which is where CMHC says that the average rental for a two bedroom is about $900. And then those who are looking for condominium lifestyle or residential uh, freehold lifestyle, they for a two bedroom they're almost in the twenty two hundred to twenty five hundred dollar range, uh, quite a significant. So we also find that people don't want to commit to purchasing a property because jobs are changing. So they may, uh, you know, they may work. Uh, at the hospitals uh, in the northeast quadrant of, of Markham and then they might get a job in Newmarket, or and so they don't want to commit to owning a property because of commuting so they want to be close to work
2: now sure if we've we've heard that there's a uh, very limited inventory for rentals and also you know a- as an investor should I be looking to the Airbnb aspect of it and am I going to make more money on that or is there uh, can you can share a little bit about Airbnb with us
3: yeah. So the notion of Airbnb is that you can net more money because it's a short-term rental, and you can ask for money. But in actual fact, when our clients come to us, we show them the model, and what they find is that what we found is that in short-term rentals, uh, when you have to pay for furniture and when you have to uh, when you have vacancies, it just takes one vacancy, one month's vacancy, to throw off the numbers, and you're better off renting a property non-furnished and on a one-year term. Yeah. With short-term rentals, what we're finding is that there's more wear and tear. There's more damages. Um, and Airbnb specifically, Asif, we find that it, it, it's a lot more damaging to a property and to your neighbors than it actually benefits. You know, we have a, a, a tenant, unfortunately, the poor guy. We get a call from him every weekend because the, the unit beside him is on Airbnb. And it's advertised as a party place in Toronto. Correcting. And there was an article in Markham as well there was a house that was used just for parties right. and that disrupts the neighborhood.
2: Yeah, there's a crackdown as well on Airbnbs we heard.
3: Yes. So what we're what we're seeing is that specific, specifically condominiums um, they're they are regulating short-term rentals to a minimum of 3 months and in some condos it's 6 months and in most in generally mid-rise condos it's no short-term rentals at all. So when we do rentals in condominiums, we have to actually supply a copy of our lease and information about the, the tenant, so that they they actually know that the tenants are going to be there long term. Uh, what we're finding in New York Region and uh, in Markham specifically that they're they're actually designing zoning bylaws where you can have short term rentals. So I think there was a meeting last month in the City of Markham, and I think there's a there's another third phase review of the zoning bylaws where. Uh, Airbnb is going to be restricted, and and I actually think that's a good thing.
1: Okay, Sharif, thank you so much for that insight into the rental market and all the do's and don'ts. When we come back, we chat about condos, and just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. 105.9 Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif, we heard this week about there are just not enough family-friendly condos. Why is that and what does it mean?
2: You're right. Uh, There was an article out this week that said only 38% of the condos are uh, two bedrooms or more uh, in, in the GTA. And now, as we're seeing... Families move into condos just, you know, for affordability and also with our aging boomer population, if they're moving in with a, a child or, or, you know, an adult child, doesn't allow for a lot of space. And Tina, I wanted to uh, ask Alex Wilson to join us. Alex is from REMAX Condos Plus and specializes in the condo industry. And uh, I'd like to welcome Alex to the show.
1: Hi, Alex. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, thank you. Alex,
2: so as, as you heard, uh, 38%... Of GTA condos are two bedrooms or more. So, can you tell us, you know, what type of clientele do you see that's moving into these? And what do you do when there's clients that want? It's very rare that you see the three bedroom condo now, or you know, the the two plus one. Can you expand a little bit on that for us?
4: Yeah. So, when we're looking at uh, these properties, what I see is with the millennial population coming in. They may not quite be purchasing these properties yet, um, but I am looking at floor plans, and I do see floor plans that can accommodate families in the two-bedroom and uh, and above. So there are options out there.
1: But are the options so those I, older yeah. condos or older condominiums, is that the only option to find something with a bit more space, or are they building new condos with two-plus bedrooms?
4: They they are building new condos with two-plus bedrooms. I think one thing to add on, any new building that's coming out now, 10% of the building has to be allocated to uh, two-plus bedrooms, three-bedroom units. That's a mandate in in the core of Toronto. So there are these units coming out. Um, So there are options for individuals. I think the more important thing for people to realize is that people need to Adjust the expectations on the size they require to live in, and I think that's going to be a reality moving towards the future
2: that's awesome now now, Alex, with this mandate that is does it extend into the the nine oh five the the York region areas as well? Are you seeing this
4: no yeah, so that that would be more of a city of Toronto aspect and not going, I don't believe it It extends into the York region, but in the city of Toronto there is a mandate, 10%, 10% of the units have to be uh, two plus or three bedroom, and that's how it works here. Now, now what I what I think in, in New York region-wise and, and what you're going to be looking at the future is demand is really going to drive what is going to be allocated in the market and what builders will build. So there may not be a strong demand yet for this style of accommodation, but once demand starts pushing towards that style of accommodation, you will see more built. Now, the size of the actual units is will still be small, um but they'll allocate the they'll allocate the design, they'll design it for the two plus uh, den or three bedroom. Now, I'm going to scare people wise when we're looking at at Toronto and we're looking at these condos, we're seeing. These two plus ten or three bedrooms in the 700 square foot range, and that's probably what you'll you'll see moving towards in, in the York region. And what that means is you'll get that lower price point area that will um, will be attractive to young families moving in. That's what I see. the The demand in the market will eventually shift to supply.
1: So we're looking um, at 700 square feet. 700 square mm-hmm. feet divided into a two-bedroom plus den? Yeah, yeah how does, you can do it. You can. A family can do that?
4: 100%. So, so I think that's where people are going to have to adjust the idea of the size they actually need to live in. Now, I put my money where my mouth is. My wife and I, we bought our first house last year. And we actually live on one floor of our three-unit house. And our one floor It's only roughly about 850 square feet and we have myself, my wife, our newborn daughter and two dogs and we easily are able to live in that space. Our unit above us, we have a family, husband, wife and two kids living, living in that space. So it's just adjusting your idea of the space that you need. When you look at these buildings, look at the amenities you have in them as well. So if you're looking at, well, where are my children going to play? Well, we have these additional amenity spaces, these these group amenity areas where you can go and bring your children to. So that's where you have that extra space if you need um, some space for children uh, to run around in. Or the uh, co-working areas where, okay, if someone needs to go study or if someone needs to go do some work, you know, they can go down into that area, quiet area. So I think it's just adjusting our expectations on how much size we actually need. Uh, I think that's the conversation we need to be having.
2: You know, Alex, uh, looking at some of these plans for the new condos, it, it almost looks like a, a cruise ship design. Like in a cruise ship, when you have a cabin, they fit a lot into that three or 400 square feet. And, and looking at these condo mm-hmm. designs, do you get that feeling as well? Like they're they're fitting so much and it, it's actually a very, uh, it's a, it's a layout that works.
4: Exactly. It's all about layout. It's not about size. So we have to think about having strong floor plans. That's what you want to to drive the product. So when we're talking about these small spaces, and, and I'm sure your listeners are shocked going, how am I going to live in that? These spaces we're talking about, my master bedroom <laughs> is larger than these spaces. It's all about having smart design and having the right objects that go into these properties. So you know, you're not putting a basement-sized couch, is like well, what I like to call as in there. You're going to get the right pro- right couch for the property, and people can adapt and live in these sized spaces that are smartly designed.
1: Wow, that's that's a a huge adjustment. I can tell you from being on the university dorm tour recently that. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine living in that space. In that, s- it feels like a really small, confined space. But I guess what you're talking about is that design, and uh, that's what I haven't seen. When we go back to maybe a larger footprint, do those mm-hmm. condos exist? So it's beyond the 700 feet. Yeah,
4: yeah, they they do exist. Now the issue with those, and this is where it gets a little more difficult. In the article, those larger units, um, they're going to be at the higher price point.
1: So what are we starting because- at?
4: oh, we're looking at averages pushing, uh we're talking a price per square foot, eight, nine to a thousand a foot. So we're looking at, if we're looking at a thousand square feet, 800 to a million for for these properties. And that's catering. Now it's getting into the, the downsizer population because the downsizer population or, or what I like calling the right sizing population, it's difficult for them to adjust because they've been living in such large uh, footprints of properties. So, we see that those larger properties typically are in demand for the individuals that are looking to right-size the property for that lifestyle change that the condo has to offer.
1: So it's not really meant for those getting into the market. You know, there used to be uh, you know, you could jump into the market purchasing that smaller condo. If you're looking for something larger, then you're. It's probably more geared towards those folks who are selling their larger homes and and downsizing, right? Yes,
4: but I I think what it also comes down to is before, let's say you're a young couple, you buy your first property, you start in that one bedroom, and you would look at, okay, now I'm going to go buy that house. I'm 28 years old. I'm going to buy that house. Well, that might be out of reach uh, for some individuals because we're we're pushing a million-dollar price point for buying that house. So they may be inclined to make that next step and maybe they'll buy an $800,000 uh, condo. Um, so there will be individuals that want that additional space and the lifestyle, the easy lifestyle that comes with that. And what I mean by easy lifestyle-wise, if we look at individuals that are in the houses, well, you have to shovel your driveway in the winter, you have to mow your lawn in the summer. Uh, If you're going away on vacation, you want someone driving by your house and checking on it, making sure there's no leaks in the basement. You're right.
1: There's lots of maintenance that goes along with it.
4: Lots lots that comes with it. So these condos offer that turnkey solution. So there may be uh, other individuals that are higher income earners that can afford the second step as a condo-wise just because they want the lifestyle as well, the ease of lifestyle. The convenience of walking out their door and going to restaurants and jumping on the transit. Uh, so it's not just the route sizer or downsizer population. It could also be that higher income earner individual that has a family that just wants to convenience of living in a condo as well.
2: Now, now Alex, over the next decade, it's uh, estimated that. Almost 500,000 seniors will, will be out there and they'll be looking to sell you know, their 2,500, 3,500, 4,500 square foot home and right size or smart size into a condo mm-hmm. possibly. Now, what you're saying, it's almost like an educational piece where we have to include that shows them that it's okay to go from that 3,500 square foot home to 700 or 800 square feet because it's going to have all the pieces that they need and use. Is that correct?
4: Exactly. It's all about educating the individuals and the lifestyle that comes with it and the independence that comes with it. And it's okay to give up that larger space because if you use the full building, so that's your interior space, along with the common element space, you can really replicate what you had in this larger home without all the headaches of maintaining that larger home property.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for the um, adjustment there, Alex. That was Alex Wilson with REMAX Condos Plus. As if we only have a few minutes left to take questions from our listeners, let's start with this question from Barb in Newmarket. She lives in a large two-story family home and they're ready to downsize. Wow, she should have listened to that conversation with Alex. Um, Where should she shop around for a bungalow? She wants to stay uh, stay in Newmarket or does she have other options? Um, She's worried that townhomes have too many stairs for what she's looking to do next. That's a great question, and and you know what? That is, uh, is something that
2: really uh, turns people away from townhouses, is the stairs, because a lot of them are three-story townhomes now. Uh, for bungalows, the other option is a bungalow loft. And What's that? A bungalow loft is it, it, it's like a bungalow. There's a, a main floor bedroom, but then usually you have a loft with a family room or you have a loft with another bedroom or two, and that's been a very popular option uh, with people that are looking to go into the bungalows. With with bungalows, the thing is that you get a huge lot. And and these are older, they're they're high demand because there's not a lot of them out there. But a lot of the new builders are now putting in bungalows because they realize that there is a demand for that single floor home rather than a condo. So there are a lot of options out there, Vaughn, Markham, Richmond Hill, They've done a great job with, you know, the smaller bungalows or, or even the bungalows, and uh, we could definitely uh, get you into one of those.
1: Now, are they at a higher price point?
2: They are at a higher price point because you're, you're looking at, uh, it, it's almost a, a unique product in, in that there's a lot of demand for them, and you've got a limited supply, Uh, Obviously, builders are going to try and maximize their space and go with high density. With the bungalows and the bungalows, they can't do that. It's a a detached home that's going to be on a bit of a larger lot. So it will be a bit of a higher price.
1: Okay, our next question comes from Pooja in Woodbridge. Pooja lives in a condo and wants to move to a house, but stay in Woodbridge. Can she find something affordable and in a good school zone?
2: For sure, Pooja, you can. And there's a lot of homes in the Woodbridge area. Some of them might be older. Some of them are newer. Uh, you know, you've got some new subdivisions just around the Teston Road area that are affordable. So we could definitely get you into a home. Uh, you know, condos in Vaughan are, are going up exponentially. And, uh, you know, there's, it's always a great time to to sell those condos because the, with the new subway coming in there there's there's high demand for condos in Vaughn so you know to move into uh, a home from a condo great idea and there's a lot available
1: okay great that's our show for this week thank you Asif we'll catch up again next week uh, if you missed any part of On The Market go to our website 1059theregion.com thanks for listening
0: You can connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion, or you can call us at 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. This is 1059 The Region.